Hi guys, I'm Jojo Fraser. It's time for a Mojo Injection. Welcome, episode 115. So nice to have you here. Guys, this is a safe place where there's no judgment here. It's our little den, our little Mojo den where we can show up fully as we are um, and learn, keep an open mind, stay curious and judge less and live more. So, Welcome, welcome, welcome. I hope your week has been um, okay. I've found, oh, the weather has been rank this week and I've really had to dig deep for those daily mojo injections. I had a bit of a bonus on Sunday because I found my Apple Watch after about a year or I thought I'd lost it. Had this intuition to check it in a suitcase and then there was two things I thought I'd lost. An Apple Watch in this lovely Espa um, Pulse Point kind of a mojo injection scent that I got uh, last Christmas and well two Christmases ago and uh, I was like it's not like me to lose things but I put it down to me being really unwell this time last year but then I had this intuition I thought just check the suitcases again because I was going to you know hotels and sort of lodge retreats and stuff to really try and look after myself before I had to go to hospital um and lo and behold, checked, got the cases down from the attic, and there was the Apple Watch and the Espa roller thing. Um, the only two things I thought I'd lost safely in a little pouch in the suitcase. So that was amazing because I really wanted to start tracking my steps, um, especially with this awful weather. So I, I did a bit of an experiment this week and obviously homeschooling there's so many reasons why we can't move right the weather's awful um but I really tried and on Monday I think the weather was brutal so did go out did brave it a bit but also just had to play around with how we can up our steps by moving mindfully so I was moving mindfully more when I was writing I put my laptop on a stand so I could step and stand and when I typed uh, I was mindfully doing the dishes, so taking steps as I washed and dried, taking steps as I was doing the laundry, squatting, stepping more when I was cooking, moving more mindfully around the house. And lo and behold, I got up to those 10,000 steps quite easily. So there are ways to get that movement in, even when it seems impossible. And I tell you, having ensured this week that I've completed my kind of daily recommended 10K plus steps, I felt really good for it. Um, we all need times to slob around, absolutely. But for me, I just really wanted to, to experiment with that. And I do feel it's helped the mojo this week. And obviously just focusing on the small things as well, blasting the music, um, you know, really connecting with music and connecting with um, whatever that makes you feel good. Um, I've now got a treadmill too. So that's going to be, that's a nice treat in terms of putting that in the garage and going in there for a proper mojo injection, sweating out any stresses of the day. Um, so I'm really excited about that. So I just want to encourage you to focus on your, your big wins, your small wins. Sometimes the small wins are the big wins, right? They're the things that really bring us to life. So Welcome, welcome, welcome to 115, I've got an amazing guest that I was meant to interview a year ago um, and then it all went a bit wrong with um, lockdown and um, me being locked up, uh, not locked up in jail, uh, locked up, I thought I was but I was actually in hospital. Um, but yeah, here we are a year later and we've all got our own battles and things we're going through right now but I just want to encourage you, things do get better and Marie Claire, my guest, she was really, gave me some great advice and actually when we got off of the live um, uh, chat 
really spoke openly about how these experiences and all the awful things I went through this time last year were partly for a reason and to, sh- to teach me things and to to really shape my life in a different way. Um, and yeah, I learned so much from that. So I just want to thank Marie for that. So yeah, Marie Claire MC is a quantum energy course, um, course, sorry, a quantum energy coach. And um, she also runs Dream Fitness with her sister, Joanna. She's super passionate about all things related to improving health, fitness and mental well-being and loves helping her clients to look and feel their best. She's been studying self-development for over 20 years. She is a now an author of It Is What It Is, which details the many valuable lessons she learned during lockdown. Lessons of acceptance, forgiveness, love and hope. And in these toolkits, she's accumulated so much good advice and um, I just love, love this discussion. We also speak about her deep faith in God. We both share a strong faith, so it was amazing to chat to her more about that. And we have had similar spiritual experiences that have been a real catalyst for moving things forward. If is if if is is if <laughs> tangled. I'm clearly not speaking enough at the moment, guys. As if this isn't enough. She's also a bit of a scientist and uh, created her own superfood powders, Dream Magic. And this really goes back to what we were speaking about, you know, on, on here a couple of episodes back about how we don't have to pigeonhole ourselves. You know, actually, Lisa and Frank, the last two guests, said the same thing. We all have so many talents. We're not we don't just come as right. That's your talent. And that's it. We all have so many talents. And if only we could see that. And I love the way Marie Claire really uh, went for it, despite those awful thoughts that we can hear um, from the mind. Just go for it. So let's enjoy this mojo injection. Thank you to Marie Claire. I'll put all the links to where you can get her um, on here. And let's just jump in, guys. Jump in and feel lighter. All my love to you. Okay, Marie Claire. No, is that right? Yeah, Marie yeah. Claire. Marie Claire. Marie Claire. I'm overthinking it now. I'm like, I don't want to call her Marie. <laughs> Marie Claire or MC? Oh, MC, Marie Claire. Well, we are about a year late in doing this. And um, I was saying to uh, the guys earlier, oh, I've got to owe her an apology because I had the full on breakdown and was in the hospital the date that we were meant to record. And the last time I saw you was at my speaking event, and it was January the 12th, 2020. And I don't know if you, how you felt my energy was that day. I think the talk went well and people really enjoyed it, but I was absolutely buzzing, flying high. But you hadn't really met me, had we met before then or had it been online? We had met briefly before then at the, the TED talk in Cumbernauld, but it was just that, hi, we've got a mutual friend, Diane, and, you know, yeah. you were really busy that day, you know, you were coaching the speakers that day, so it was just a, hi. Did you think anything was up that day when I was speaking? Um, honestly, I felt um, you were, your talk was brilliant. You, you know, you delivered a workshop on vision boards. Um, I felt that there was a sense of urgency to your, you know, how you were speaking. It was very, your your speech was very fast. Um, 
at the time I put it down to you had been at a workshop before you were delivering a workshop before and you had came in and I thought oh you know maybe maybe Joe's rushed maybe she's just feeling a wee bit harassed because of the timings and things like that but there was definitely a sense of you know your speech was fast and um it didn't detract from the workshop. The workshop was, was absolutely brilliant and I felt really inspired by it. But th th there just seemed to be that bit of urgency about you. Would that, that be? Yeah, it's just because I know with your energy work and stuff, because that was the day I remember being, I went home, but what had happened was, so I'd been at a workshop in the morning um, and it'd been lots of meditation visualization and then I met an energy healer who I'd never met before and I met her for a coffee and she came to I don't know if you remember but she came to yeah. hear me talk and when I met her I felt all these sparks and stuff off her right it was the weirdest thing but we were meeting for coffee and I was like oh my goodness like I'm feeling all this stuff coming off her and it was almost like she put a spell on me but I was like all this tingly stuff now from a you know there's a fine line between psychology and spirituality right but it was almost like because some could say oh you were just hypomanic so you felt that but i didn't feel that way around other people if you know what i mean and she'd said she had this gift and she even said things like she was able to change trump's um like actions and stuff she would send them stuff via the tv and he would start to loosen up and stuff so it was quite quite full on and I, I wasn't really used to that chat and then she came and uh, I, I was quite blown away and then that night I went to a church service and I heard a, a guy that spent a lot of time in Africa and he was speaking about witchcraft and the stuff that goes on and I felt like in the service like there was angels all around me and I was buzzing and someone stood up at the church and said oh I just want to let you know there's angels all around right so I was like am I she's saying this and she's not insane do you know what I mean then I went home and hubs was like you were it was like you were on like drugs it was like you taking a love pill because i was just like just like oh you're amazing and like oh and i was just that was the first like looking back on that experience the first time i felt things tipped a bit for me and then they maybe leveled out about that week but there was a lot going on so that was the day so i was thinking about you because that was the last time i saw you and i remember the the woman that came along with you and I didn't know until you've said there that that was the first time you'd met that woman because for me I got a sense that there was a deep connection mm -hmm. between the two of you you know it was as if you said connected before rather than just just that day but spoken online if, and stuff yeah, hadn't met yeah there definitely looked like there was something going on energy-wise between between both of you and I think um, what you were saying there really resonated with me about the the church service that you went to that evening and I know we'll be going on to talk, speak about the book that I've written and I had a, an experience in a church when I was in Rome um, and that kind of was the, the catalyst for my book. And, you know, we, yeah, absolutely. Um, I ended up attending mass with my sisters and my mum. Um, we attended mass with Pope Francis. And 
Pope Francis wasn't meant to be in Rome that weekend. The, the mass, the, the, the service itself was only for people of the cloth, if you like. There was, you know, priests there, there was nuns there, and then there was us four, and I write about it in the book, and we ended up at this mass, and what you're saying there about that experience you felt during the, the service, I, I, I can only, you know, describe it as, you know, there was angels there, there was, you know, you know, this energy that was, you could, it, it was palpable, it, you, you could just feel it. Mm-hmm. And the weeks after that experience, I felt myself that I was having some form of breakdown or breakthrough, whatever you want to, to, to call it. And it was really, really scary. Mm-hmm. And then I spoke to a couple of people, they noticed differences in me. And I remember one woman saying to me, you've been touched by the Holy Spirit. And at the time I thought, but I remember I had been on a, a mental health first aid training course. So I could, you know, I'd went on that training to better serve my clients. And I remember, you know, one of the, the, the you know, symptoms of, of psychosis is that God is speaking to you. Mm-hmm. And and I thought, you know, I, I thought maybe I'm going through a, you know, a period of psychosis because of that this experience. So that's so interesting that, you know, something happened in a, a church and it was a catalyst for healing for mm-hmm. you, I suppose. Mm-hmm. And I feel that that was a catalyst for something for me as well. That's uh, it's funny because I really wanted to get your thoughts on that when you know I've sort of reading your bio to our listeners there because there's definitely like the strong spiritual and energy side and um, it, it's funny these experiences can really change you but the research I've been doing is that with increased spirituality right there's more likely to be a, a mania type kind of you know very similar because if you look at mania very similar to spiritual awakening there's a fine line between psychology and spirituality but if you're like an atheist or you have like no faith right and you just doubt fear were a mistake all this stuff there's a correlation between higher levels of depression and anxiety if you don't have a faith and i guess it's you'll have seen the vibrational scale right faith's yeah. really high up there whereas fear and doubt are very low vibrational so that makes sense right yeah yeah it does and i've never actually thought about it like that because you know i have got a very strong faith and you know i feel that that by me having that strong faith has it's helped me navigate through my life times that were were darker and where i was feeling the feelings of fear and doubt and you know you know, guilt and shame, I suppose, as well. So, you know, my faith, I believe, has, has really helped me with that. And it's, it's, it's so interesting what you're saying, you know, the co- cor- correlation between spirituality and, you know, psychology. And you're it's, such an expert in that. It's just, I've been doing even more, like, research, because obviously going through what I did, it was really intense. But for you, so you said had you had faith before this this kind of experience you had in Rome had you had faith for a long time before that or yeah yeah I I always remember you know from a really young age having a deep belief in God Um, I was brought up a a Catholic and you know I, I attended mass every Sunday and 
I never ever went through any of the kind of rebellion stages that my peer group did. You know, I, I went through choice rather than I got made to go to mass and I always got something from it and I always turned to God and turned to prayer anytime I was facing challenges mm-hmm. in my life. You know, I always have felt this deep connection, I feel like, to, to God. And I've always been, well, up until, you know, I wrote the book, I've been ashamed of my faith and I've been ashamed to talk about, you know, the deep faith that I've got and, you know, God or, you know, that higher being, you know, whatever people want to, to, to call it, I choose to call it, you know, I believe it's, it, it's God. Um, so until probably that experience in Rome, I was, I, I had it away. It was kind of like my guilty little secret and I wouldn't really talk about it. But I think there's, there's, there's a kind of, emerging coming together of you know the self-help world or the personal development world and the spirituality you know world I think that there's a the gap is lessening between both of them and you know we are starting to tap into a power higher than us and you know trusting in that power surrendering to that that Mm -hmm. power and that's given us hope that's given us belief and that's given us you know positivity I suppose. And Oprah says there's no life like a spiritual life and I I agree with that it's like a part of you is missing if you don't have a faith it's because you've got your physical your mental your emotional and your spiritual Mm -hmm. you need all four right Mm -hmm. if you don't have that it's not you know you don't have that faith to get you through like even like my husband's always prayed but he's never really sure he wasn't brought up in the church or anything so he's he's not about the dogma but i think the reason people can be afraid to speak as you were saying is because of the dogma dogma puts people off like i came away not not from my faith but from like church life because i was like well i can't accept that there's a hell and i you know but then i realized well you can still have faith without believing some of the old indoctrinational you know stuff that's like i can't it's like going like deep to your heart and knowing well if god is love he's not going to send you know yeah. You're not going to the burning fire, Joe. Yeah, yeah, going yeah. to the burning fire. <laughs> it's like the old school, but I think for me, when I became like when I was like maybe eighteen, I started to really challenge and say like I get all the love stuff and I get all the prayer and the power and everything, but I just don't get the certain parts of it. And I had to be really bold and challenge. And you know, my my family sort of agreed and said, "Well, we yeah, we don't really get that part either." So I think it's. I don't know how you feel, but it, it was probably the dogma that made me afraid because I would think, oh, people think I assume they're going to hell or do you know these things that you don't necessarily have to, you know, buy into? Yeah, and, and what I kind of think about that, and that's only my own p- personal opinion, is that's kind of man's interpretation of it. And man's, you know, and, and, and we can talk about, you know, religion causing so much trouble in the world and religion calling causing so much war I don't know if it actually is religion because I think all religions are about love yeah you know loving yourself loving your fellow man and loving this world that we've been blessed to live on you know man interprets the scriptures or the bible or whatever it is 
to their own end and makes it about you know their own agenda so that's where the, the the dogma comes in i suppose that you're going to go to the burning fire or if you don't you know pray so many times a day then you know you know you know worshiping god or, or whatever so you know for me it's it's very much about you know the essence of faith that belief and you know a, a power higher than us that that will look after us that we can trust and surrender to the master plan the divine master plan and that you know we should be loving ourselves we should be loving our neighbor and we should be loving the world yeah that's amazing and i think that's kind of what people are searching for and perhaps the dogmas put people off but mm -hmm. it's so true it's how we've interpreted it and i i think of it as like the devil's a bit like the ego you know it's like yeah. you know the amazing story of adam and eve when you're like oh they were naked and then like they took that and it was like oh the ego entered it so the ego saying well i'm right and you're wrong this this is my faith and you know, I, I when I was manic actually, or hypomanic, or in spiritual awakening, or whatever, um, I was in a hot tub chatting to a Muslim guy, an amazing guy, and he was speaking all about, um, telling me about his faith, and he was saying how much they love Jesus as well, and I was like, I didn't even realise that, but I was listening really openly, and we were talking about our faith, and there was no judgment, and there was no you're wrong, you're right, you know, it was just a lovely discussion, but it was really uplifting, and there was no ego there. We weren't trying to debate or you know that's that's your way it was just really really nice there was no labels yeah. there you know yeah and when we have that conversation from a place of love and from a place of non-judgment or you know the ego or coming in and saying well i'm right and you're wrong and you know you can have some beautiful beautiful conversations because it always comes back to love always yeah. comes back to to love yeah love is the answer love wins Love is all you need, baby. Love oh, is yeah. all you need. <laughs> oh, yeah. So it is what it is. Is it released in March? You yes. pre-order now. Pre-order now. Available on Amazon to pre-order. And it um, will be released to the world on the 24th of March, which is a really significant date for me because that's my son, my oldest boy's 16th birthday. Aww. And, you know... I kind of believe in signs and I think, you know, because it is that day and I remember 16 years ago being in the hospital and, you know, just making that intention for myself to, you know, love him, you know, unconditionally, but start to love myself that wee bit more and, you know, it wasn't about me anymore. So it was about, you know, I made that intention that I was going to be the very best version of me for me but also for him. So it, it's, it's quite significant, the date. I, I think as well, when you have kids, um, they really inspire you because you, you sort of think, well, they'll have that. You know, if I get hit by a bus tomorrow, they'll have the book. They'll have a bit of my soul that's not going anywhere. So you've got that. And obviously all the people that you're going to touch and the, the, you know, you've got a story, you've got a message to share, right? Yeah, yeah. But it's interesting you're saying that because I've have, I have actually got a copy of the book because you get sent, a, you'll know we've been an author yourself, you get, you know, your test copy. And I've said to, you know, because I've got Kieran, he's 16, I've got twin girls, they're 11. So I've said to them, do you want to read the book? No, mum. You know, they inspire you kids, but they keep you grounded as well. <laughs> they do. Well, see, my, when mine arrived, my kids were quite young. It was like six and four or something like that. So they were so excited when they saw me. They're like, mommy! <laughs> uh, 
but once they're like a bit older think how much they're gonna love reading it you know they'll be so proud of you it's amazing yeah, yeah absolutely and you know you know amazon i've got the hot new release charts and everything so the book hit number one and the exercise and fitness hot new release chart today wow. so kieran was quite impressed by that so That's amazing um, yeah i'm absolutely buzzing about it it's um a dream come true so is it because you were saying like the title it is what it is it's kind of how you found peace in lockdown or can you tell us a bit more about kind of um the, the title just came to me i wasn't sure about you know what i was going to call the book or anything because it was mainly about you know just writing the book and then i just woke up one night and it was just the title's going to be it is what it is because that is what we have said over and over and over and over again this this last year yeah you're having conversations with people and they're like oh well you know it is what it is and i suppose you know in a way it is what it is and 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 we just have to you know accept what is at the moment and know that it's not going to be like this forever and you know we will you know be able to return to some sense of normality or you know living a new norm for our, for ourselves so kind of the, the inspiration the catalyst for the book was was what happened um in the vatican and in, in st peter's in rome but then I, and then after that i kind of I, I was experiencing that really unsettled feeling i wasn't sure what was going on with me or anything like that and then i was out a run one morning and it just came to me because I kind of thought I was getting a message to do something or being asked to do something. And then it came to me and it was, you know, I had to write a book and I was kind of like, oh, thank God, because I was thinking maybe I have to run away and be a nun or something like that and, you know, leave my family and everything like that. Um, so I thought, right, okay, a book. I've always wanted to write a book, but kind of then challenged that internally and thought, well, one, I'm so busy. When am I going to have time to write a book? And two, what am I going to even write a book about? And then the world stopped and I was granted all this time. Yeah. And I'm massively, you know, I'm a massive fan of journaling and journaling has been, you know, my go-to tool to, you know, help my mental well-being, get everything out of my head in a logical format so that I can you know, objectively look at it. And what I would do, we were, we were all in the, the homeschooling experience and, you know, at quarter past three when school finished, I would just come through into the office and I would just journal. And just all this stuff was pouring out me. And, and, and what I was finding was that, you know, every day or every couple of days, there was a lesson. So I was learning a lesson in lockdown about, you know, acceptance about adapting to change um loving yourself loving your body you know living in the now you know all these lessons were coming through me and i was journaling on them and journaling on them and then i realized well that's the book you know it's these lessons you know yeah. it's it's these lessons that i have learned or i have been reminded of during the lockdown experience yeah and I just wrote and wrote and wrote and before I knew it I had written 50,000 words 
within you know oh. a really short period of time it's amazing yeah you know, and it, it's funny what you said because i was out running when i got there oh oh you have to write a book like and it was quite like all right okay i was training for the marathon and i was like oh no this is really really okay right i need to so it's funny like running is definitely somewhere where you get that intuition you get that connection you know yeah yeah that and our wisdom i suppose and yeah. you know that you know whatever messages are meant to come through they're coming through then and then even then but then i'd written and it's funny how you know all the synchronicities everything all clicks into place after that i then started a coaching program with lynette your um i think your friends with lynette and jill oh, great she's been lynette and jill have both been on the podcast on time yeah connection. yeah and at the very first call i went on i'd said you know my dream is i've written this book i would love for something to happen and lynette went oh i know a publisher within two days as you know, you know, I was hooked up with the publisher, I'd sent him off my stuff and he came back and really enjoyed what he read and he wanted to be my publisher. So it's amazing. It, it was obviously meant to be, you know. It's felt easy. It's actually felt easy, Joe. It's felt like that it was it was meant to happen. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And it was the right you know, time, you know. The right time as well. Perfect timing. So what can we expect then? Have you got a favourite part of the book? I think um, I love the start, the introduction, where I'm sharing my experience in, in Rome. Um, I love, you know, how the book has also incorporated journal entries, like real live journal entries from, from my journal. So it, it's, it's, you know, I'm very much all about being authentic, being real, sharing, you know, my struggles, sharing, you know, my thoughts and, you know, I've, I've kept it as true to who I truly am and what my experience is. I say in the start of the book, you know, this is a normal person from a normal, you know, town, sometimes normal family, just sharing her experience of, of lockdown. So there, there really isn't any, you know, bolts of lightning or you know, turning water into wine or anything like that. It's just a real, you know, live account of my experience of, of lockdown, but the lessons that I've learned as a result of the experience and the tools that I have, you know, accumulated over the last 20 years in my personal development and my coaching journey, you know, the tools that I've accumulated and how, you know, these tools stood me in such good stead to navigate that storm that was that is the global pandemic yeah and it's some storm but it, it's funny resilience can can be a powerful thing and it's it's making that choice sometimes as well to you can completely transform your day by you know music going out into nature walking around um you know your body giving more energy you know when you exercise you get energy when you move you get energy you can change your vibrational state state and I, you know people might say oh it's easy for you to say but actually no because i've been there when i've been so like low and you know the crash i got after the, the experience i went through it was just like oh i just want to sleep i don't want to do anything i don't want to leave the sofa and some days I would just be like, but you have to. What else are you gonna do? 
-hmm. get up change your state of mind and it did help you know and, and it's like noticing the feelings like even there was one day last week it was like oh I feel a bit groundhog like my mind's a bit anxious about this and then we drove out to the reservoir and got in and I was just like oh that's totally lifted oh I feel really peaceful that anxiety is just gone it was like a wave oh that's great that's really good just you know don't resist it it came I'm in the water um, and, and, that, and I actually said that's my mojo injection for the rest of the day. I was like, whoa, like I was buzzing. So there's so much we can do, right? Absolutely, absolutely. And I can totally resonate and relate to what you're saying about, you know, that open water and us getting into, you know, a nice cold lock or a, you know, river or, or whatever it is. And one of the things that you know I found during the lockdown experience was a love for open water swimming and you know I've loved following your journey this last year I love seeing your your pictures and your you know in the water you're, you're a lot braver than me you can go in in your swimsuit sometimes I'm, I'm in, in my, my wetsuit but just that whole changing your state through doing some form of you know it could be you know going out a walk or going out a run or getting into you know a, a bit of water or whatever it's you know we have choices that we can make and sometimes it's really 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 difficult to 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 make the choice to make the first step but all we need to do is just take that first wee tiny step and that gets momentum and mm -hmm. then the next step there's, there's more momentum then the next step and before we know it we have we've built our state but we're, we're in a, a different we're talking about you know the vibrational scale we can bring awareness to where we are okay so this is how i'm feeling today and no every day you're going to wake up feeling absolutely you know on top of the world that's you know mm -hmm. life just isn't like that but by bringing that awareness to you know I use journaling prompts a lot, you know, how am I feeling today? What mm -hmm. do I need today? And mm -hmm. really going inwards and really exploring that and honouring what I need mm -hmm. and taking, you know, the first three steps is mm -hmm. so powerful. And, you know, I do believe that anybody can do it, you know, and, you know, with the proper support, with the support, the proper, you know, nurturing or, you know, the, the proper tools we can you know take that responsibility and you know move forward just that little bit yeah yeah do you do more one-to-one -one coaching with people then talk to me about this sort of energy stuff that you do so that was something else that i trained and i'm I've, i'm an accredited life coach i trained with you know acorn principle which is now mindful talent mm -hmm. four years ago and done a bit of life coaching i run a contract for westwood then council where I'm you know doing one-to-one -one coaching with clients in the community and group personal development workshops and then I was I went to a seminar with Dr Melanie Salmon pre-COVID and I was just blown away by you know the studies that she had done and the modality that she had developed which is quantum energy coaching and I just knew that this was the next step in my you know training journey my development journey as a coach so I trained with Melanie last year and it was kind of like for me the, the full stop to my coaching that kind of, you know, really brought everything together, all the tools, all the techniques and, 
you know, quantum energy coaching is a, it's a combination of gestalt therapy. So you are really holding space for the client and allowing them to open up, explore what's going on for them without judgment, without, you know, having to fix anything because we're not broken, you know, it's just, you know, we're having an experience and we want to maybe feel better. So the first part of the quantum energy session is all about that holding space. The next part then goes more into, you know, the, the quantum energy side where, you know, anything is possible in the quantum field if we choose it to be possible. Mm -hmm. So we're creating new belief statements and we are creating, you know, new ways that we want to be in the world. Mm -hmm. And once the pair, once the clients got to that stage and they've really explored what they want for themselves going forward, we then go into a, a body position which opens up the subconscious mind. Mm -hmm. And then we're opening up the subconscious mind, we're bypassing that conscious part of the mind mm -hmm. and really getting in there and installing the new beliefs. Mm -hmm. So it's kind of like when we do our affirmation statements, you know, we're, we're repeating our affirmation statement every day, every day, repeating, repeating, repeating. And through consistent practice, we can reprogram our subconscious mind, mm -hmm. you know, but it's a daily practice and, mm -hmm. you know, it's effort and sometimes we forget to do it and things like that. And now I'm a big believer in a, an affirmation practice. But with quantum energy coaching, what you can do is you can, you know, start to really start to program, reprogram neural pathways in the subconscious mind and bring the beliefs in because you're eliminating the old limiting beliefs. That limit, you're taking out the, the stories mm -hmm. and popping in popping in new ones so sometimes it can sound a wee bit woo woo but I went through the journey myself and you know it, it completely and utterly works and I'm blown away every day with, with clients that I'm working with and the shifts that are in them and you know just the lightness that they're feeling the freedom that they're feeling because they're eliminating these you know disempowering beliefs and bringing in beliefs that you know are going to empower them and going to allow them to return to love we're going back to that word again you know loving themselves mm -hmm. and loving their world so is it's fascinating is there something that like a sort of pattern in terms of what people want to feel lighter that comes up a lot with the clients you work with a lot of you know clients are coming to me and it's the, the kind of two core beliefs the core limiting beliefs that can be triggered in us from from childhood you know so from ages of zero to seven, we're like wee sponges and, you know, you're absorbing the conditioning, you're absorbing the conditioning. And from our situations, from our experiences, we make truths out of that and they, they create beliefs and, you know, they create neural pathways in the mind. So a lot of the time, the two disempowering beliefs are, you know, I'm not good enough or I'm unlovable, mm. you know, and they can play out a lot and they can play out in different shapes and forums so clients will generally come to me because they're you know feeling that they're you know there's there's more to them than they're currently experiencing but they're holding themselves back because they don't think that they're good enough or somebody's told them that they're not good enough or you know that they're unlovable and then they don't like themselves and you know so it's all about you know identifying where that belief came from, where, where, where was that conditioned belief coming, coming from? Mm -hmm. You know, what were the situations, what were the circumstances that created that belief? 
and going back and doing a bit of trauma release stuff or doing a bit of trauma work so that you're forgiving that situation and releasing it energetically and bringing in a new belief. Mm -hmm. So that's, that's obviously a really powerful exercise. For someone that's listening who's, who's struggling with like self-doubt, could you give them like a few tips, you know, obviously in lockdown right now of things they could do to, to kind of start to shift, shift things a little bit? In terms of self-doubt, and you know, I've been a, a massive self-doubter over, over the years and it still creeps up in me now and again, to be honest, um, I, I love the affirmation statements. I love, you know, meditation for, you know, really to, to bring in, you know, empowering beliefs and really, you know, a, a, a meditation practice that has, you know, affirmation statements in it as well is really, really good to, you know, reprogram into the, the mind again journaling you know journaling on your thoughts you know what is this thought that i'm having you know i'm doubting myself or i'm believing that i'm I, i'm not going to do this thing because i believe that i can't do it or you know i'm going to get judged if i do it or you know i'll just not be able to do it to the best state you know that i want to do it journaling that where is this belief came from you yeah. know because this isn't about this situation where was this but when did you first have this thought about yourself and when is this replayed and replayed and replayed and you know what would be the positive opposite of that what would be a new way of thinking about this situation what would empower you and you know create an affirmation statement around that mm -hmm. you know if it's within your you know if you're able to do it hook up with a coach as well and you know allow a coach to hold space for you to really examine where this self-doubt has came from and you know put belief back into you that you know this 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 self-doubt it's there it's 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 for a it's got a purpose it will you know it's there to keep you safe because it's served you all your life but it's no place anymore you yeah. know say goodbye to it it's it, it's kept you safe you're okay with it now but you want to have a new belief you want to have a belief where you believe in yourself and you can show up to the world and fulfill your potential and what you were put on this planet planet to do yeah and it's and it's that balance as well because some people i know that have been through a lot of coaching you know and they're really confident others are like oh they love themselves they they're a narcissist or whatever because they they really believe in themselves they, they've got rid of those layers so how how do these people still relate they've they've got their confidence back and they've got their mojo back and they're getting resistance perhaps from family or don't get too big for your boots and stuff like that what would you say to people that have really done the work <laughs> So I kind of guess that, you know, when you've done the work, like the real work, the deep work, and I talk to clients about peeling back the layers, you know, and we'll, we'll work through the different layers until we get to, you know, either the core trauma or the core, the situation that created that core belief. I guess that if a person has been through a coaching journey and they are still worried about what other people think of them and what other people's opinions are for them, they need to do deeper work. Mm -hmm. when, when somebody is you know worrying about what other people think of them and listen you know I, I, I you know i've been there and i can still catch myself in that place especially you know this week when i've 
put it out there into the world that, you know, I've, I've put in this book and then this wee gremlin comes in and says, oh, but what if everybody doesn't like it? What if it, but I can call it out, I can bring awareness to it. You know, but if you're still being triggered by that and worrying about what other people think, I would suggest go back to coaching or go back to the tools and techniques that you have been taught and go deeper. Go deeper because when we worry about what other people think of us, it's never about that person, you know, and if they're a toxic person, you know, we can put a protection in place. It's always about what we think about ourselves. It's always connected into our feelings of self-worth. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. you need that validation and then yeah. like this and yeah yeah so it's if it's bothering you you need to do a wee bit more work to the point that you can let these things bounce off you yeah and, um you know and it's hard when you care and you but then it's realizing that it's other people's stuff isn't it yeah and i talk you know i, I write about that in the book as well where you know it's about finding your tribe you know and, and finding your you know cheerleaders if you like and you know only allowing them into your energetic space you know if you're letting every single person into your energetic space and you're allowing yourself to absorb their opinions their energy their you know thoughts and feelings you know you're, you've not got any protection in for yourself you know so you know I'm a big advocate for you know I think the older I get, the closer, the, the smaller my circle gets, you know, but I'm a big advocate for, you know, have your tribe, have your people that you, you trust and that you know that, you know, if you go to them and ask them a question, they will answer you honestly. And then that's the only validation that you need if there's any of that doubt mm -hmm. in your head. But if you're letting other people's opinions and other people's judgments come in, there needs to be deeper work because that's more about you know your feelings of self-worth mm -hmm. yeah it's really really well said actually we need more kindness and compassion and mojo love forgiveness your mojo yes absolutely what would you say to someone that they've got a toxic person in their life so someone perhaps a friend of a friend or a family member that they can't just shut off and the person loves stirring things and you know loves drama they're addicted to drama i've been there when i've been in situations i've been like they love drama you know when you just get a feeling like something's not quite right but then part of me is like but they need love too like we need to love the haters yeah. we, we need to love the ones that cause drama but then you know whether some people and you see it or i hear of it from others that there's always 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 drama what mm -hmm. do we do how do we protect yourself yet kind of not be a hater back yeah it's kind of reminding me i don't know if you've seen that laura cleary video on on facebook and she does like a wee video you have to watch it jojo it's brilliant and she says see that toxic person we're walking the other way yeah. it's, it's so funny um but <laughs> what i would say in, in, what i would say um in regards to that is well, one, as, as, as a coach yourself, you know that you have to put your protection in place before you go into a session with a client because if you were absorbing that energy, you know, every single client that you're speaking to, then you wouldn't be able to fully serve, serve the client. So before I go into a, a session with a client who's going through a really difficult time and they need the love, the kindness and the compassion from me as, the, as their coach, 
I had to, you know, energetically kind of like put like a wee force field round about me. I visualise a force field coming round about me and that's, that's protecting me. It's allowing me to show up with love, with mm -hmm. kindness, with compassion. But whatever's coming back, the mm -hmm. negative energy is coming back, is kind of just bouncing off that, that force field. Mm -hmm. And it's about, you know, setting your intention before you're going in. If you know that a person's going through the lower vibrational, you know, emotions and feelings, if the, you know, when, when, uh, when we talk about a toxic person, nobody's born toxic. People mm -hmm. become toxic as a result of their life experiences, their, their views on the world or what they've been told over the course of their life. But, you know, that toxicity is just, it's fear. It's, you know, it's disappointment in the world. It's heart, it's rejection, it's, 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 it's anger, you know, all of those lower vibrational emotions. So, you know, again, it's about, you know, when you're recognizing that somebody's in that space, you still want to be able to shine your light for yeah. them. Mm -hmm. So it's about setting your intention before you're going into the, the exchange with them. So if it's, you know, that the, the person's, you know, bitching about other people or bitching about the world, it's you setting your intention. We cannot control our, other people, but we can control their response to other people. So when other people are going down that road, you make your intention, well, I'm not going to go down that road. And, and you know, Detach yourself with love. Detach yourself with, with compa um, compassion and kindness. And one of the very first coaches that I had, because that really challenged me, you know, that, that whole thing about getting absorbed into it. And before I knew it, I was, you know, in there and, you know, doing the, the bitching or doing the, you know, the negative chat and things like that. And she said to me, Marie Claire, you cannot help somebody else who's in a ditch get out of the ditch by going into the ditch with them. Mm -hmm. You need to be at the top of the ditch, shining your torch down, giving them the hand up or putting a ladder down for them. And that always sticks in my head. You know, if I'm down there, you know, doing the, you know, the, 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 the negative chat or the bitching or whatever, I'm not helping that person. Mm -hmm. So it's about, you know, putting your protection in place, setting your intention for the, you know, exchange and shining your light yeah yeah shining your light yeah and it, it's trying to you know sometimes it can be so hard to be kind you know if if someone gives you a real shocker like what you said what but it's just coming back isn't it it's breathing and checking in and not being triggered because i think we all have triggers so something that could seem so small to someone else has really triggered another person you know because of their history or an experience like earlier in life and it's just putting a little bit of distance there sometimes as well isn't it putting the coat on you know i think that's an nlp technique you put on the coat for of the other person and you know kind of See, see them through you know the lens of love and you know what's what's taking them mm -hmm. to that place mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and and I think it's also you know when you were saying there about it being triggered and you know sometimes we can judge other people if you know they, they're, they're acting in a certain way or they're doing something that's triggering triggering us I think it's about bringing in that kindness and compassion to us as well because we're being triggered for a reason. And as long as we're no, you know, staying there, 
mm-hmm. for long periods of time and, and we're working through it and we're you know recognizing what's caused that trigger and you know mm-hmm. what's caused that that judgment or that feeling in us that you know is a feeling that we didn't necessarily want to stay in for a, a long period of time mm-hmm. it's about you know recognizing where it's came from and bringing in love kindness and compassion because we are only human and we are only trying to do the very best that we can yeah. with the tools that we've got at our disposal. Yeah, yeah, it's so true, it's so true. Very wise advice. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm really looking forward to, to reading the book now. It's great and, you know, it's, it's really exciting because you've got a lot going on. You've got all this coaching um you've got you also the creator of is it magic blends or yeah dream magic superfood powders so, so you created this yourself i did yes how did. do you how do you create something like this well to be honest um i started on my superfood journey maybe about nine years ago and somebody suggested i used a green superfood blend and it was you know a combination of peat grass and some other green superfood powders and within you know a month of me taking it I was like hooked because I was getting such like great energy levels my sleep was better my hormones so wasn't PMT wasn't as bad and then I joined the company that you know I'd bought the the powders from and I was a, a consultant with them for a few years and then unfortunately they had to close their doors because we just weren't in business anymore but I knew that I could not be without my my superfood powders so I just kind of got creative and done a bit of research and created my own blend which was the green blend and then you know my customers from the previous company were getting in touch and saying what are you using I'm really missing it now and I went well kind of created my own blend and they were like can we try it and they were like wow we're blown away with this but you know it's mixing a lot better and you know, I'm feeling more energized and everything. And again, you know, when we're going back to, you know, things just happening and kind of being guided to do things. Mm. I was just guided to do that. And then we were hit by the beast from the East a few years ago. Oh, I don't know that if you was remember two, that. Was it 2010 or 11? I think, I think it was, oh no, I think it was maybe three or four years ago. What are we twenty one now? Oh, the beast. No, I'm thinking. I, I'm thinking about the I, other big one. The, the other one, yeah. A few years ago, that's right, because I had two kids. Yeah. <laughs> so then I was kind of thinking, you know, I'd maybe quite like to do something about that. But then I, again, I didn't have time. I was time poor, and then we got hit with the beast from the east, and we were all grounded. And I set up a wee Facebook page, and. It just grew arms and legs and since then you know my passion for superfood powders has just grown and grown and you know i've created four new four other blends so you know i've got the red the blue the, the gold and the black wow and it's just amazing you know everything all ties in with you know i think you know like yourself my purpose in life is to you know help people to feel better about themselves mentally and physically so mm-hmm. everything i do you know, as long as it's in alignment with that, then it feels right and it feels, you know, in flow. That's so, in, like, inspirational. You're like a creator, um, you know, with words and also with ingredients and stuff. You're like a little scientist as well. Yeah. <laughs> it's like an episode of Breaking Bad in my kitchen sometimes. 
That's amazing. Oh, good for you. I mean, it's just like so inspiring because as we said um, on the podcast, we've said many times before in other episodes, like we all have more than one talent, right? It's not like you have to pigeonhole yourself. Well, I'm doing the planes now and that's it. That's my thing. Well, actually, no, you, you can train to coach. You can, you can write, you can, and it, it's always bringing it back to that value, right? If the value is like, for me, it's like to normalize all conversations to help potentially save someone's life from breaking the stigma. It all comes back to making people see things from a different point of view, spreading kindness, but always breaking the stigma and, and, and seeing things from a different point of view. So there's so many ways you can do that. You know, for me, like this podcast, writing the book, coaching, speaking, you know, writing scripts or, or anything creative, like there's so, so many ways to do that. You know, you have your vision, you have your values, you get clear on what they are and then you're unstoppable. Right. But if it's all about just, all right, I just want, I'm going to get into acting because I want to win an Oscar and I want this, you know, and it's, whereas if you say, oh, I'm going to get into acting because I really want to inspire and move people, you know, it's that, it's that motive, right? You yeah. give, you get back naturally. You you show kindness. You get more kindness. You you love more. You get more love back. And it's yeah. it's you know it's a kind of really good thing. It's magic yeah. like that, you know. Yeah, and, and my sister and I we've also got a fitness company as well, Dream Fitness. And you know, yeah. again, that's in alignment with us. You know, helping people mentally and physically, and you know as long as everything's gone back to that and, and alignment, you know, just exactly as you're saying, you know, so many avenues can feed into that, that purpose, that vision, you know, mm-hmm. so you should never ever, you know, pigeonhole yourself to just mm-hmm. do the writing or do the fitness or do the, you know, the superfood powders, because you can help people in so many different ways. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And all- I know that now because I think I had, a disempowering belief because you know when I was trying something new people would be like oh what are you doing now they were being kind when they were seeing it but I bought into that by saying oh no maybe I shouldn't be doing this you know but now it's empowering me because I'm always looking for new ways to live in alignment with that you know it's it's just so much more satisfying though when you you can get to a place where you feel right let's do this you know let's go let's be heart-led not fear and negativity and judgment and what ifs and let's go back to that place you know you yearn to make people feel better so let's keep doing that in whatever way you get inspired and if we tap into that and we learn to quieten down these negative dials and we learn to doubt less and to have more fear and curiosity it's just great for the mojo yeah absolutely a wee mojo injection for sure definitely <laughs> well you've definitely given us a mojo injection oh thank you. thank you so much and i always ask people um what their kind of mojo songs would be and i believe you've got two i have got two so these are the songs that i will always play when i'm driving well when we were able to you know when i'm driving a down the road at quarter to six in the morning to teach a boot camp. I've got two songs that I play in the car and that always G's me up for the, the boot camp. So the first one is Jerry Cinnamon, Cantor. Oh, 
Oh, yeah, I love Jerry Cinnamon. Yes, yes. He's my boy. He's my boy. And the other one that I've been listening to this last year more and more is from The Greatest Showman, and it's from now on. Oh, I love that. Yeah, yeah. Really powerful words, right? Yeah. I always go like that. I give it a fist pump when I'm listening to that. <laughs> oh, that's amazing. Well, guys, get them to your playlists. And where's your favourite place to be contacted? Is it Instagram or...? Um, I'm, I'm new to Instagram just this last year. So, yeah, either Instagram, Dream Magic Blends, or Coaching by MC, or Facebook, you know, Marie Claire Donnelly on Facebook. Um, or, you know, we've got Dream Fitness as well on Facebook and Instagram. So we're everywhere. Fab. Well, we'll put your deets in the show notes. And um, thank you so much for the Mojo Injection. I am feeling fired up and I'm feeling ready to really go for it, even though it's kind of right. nighttime as we're recording this. But I don't want to go for it too much because I'm all about the Mojo in the morning and then the winding down at night. <laughs> but... I'll be buzzing for an hour or so and then I'll start my wind down. <laughs> I'm so grateful to you. Thank you so much. Oh, well, thank you. We, we got there a year late, but at least now yeah. I'm well. I don't know what it would have turned out like if I had interviewed you from the hospital, like off my face or whatever. So it's great, Perfect to, be, timing. Perfect great timing. to be grounded to chat with you. So thank you so much for inspiring and keep, keep it up. Thank you. One gets me every time. Find it by the light. The words are so good. From now on. Oh, wow. I love it, darling. on the playlist for this week guys shake around your kitchen home again we will come back home and we will come back home home again come home and we will come back home and we will come back home home again oh so good Be blinded by the light. From now on, let's wait until tomorrow starts. Tonight, it starts tonight. This promise in me starts like an anthem in my heart. From now on. Oh, no.
baby. Cinnamon canter. Here comes the rain tune. Love the energy of this track. Great one for the playlist, guys. Jump around that kitchen. Get those steps in. You know you can do it. <laughs> this is the beginning of the rest of your life. You better start graphing because you run out of time. It's never too late, though, eh? Bush is on fire, raining outside. Be a canter. If you could just find the answer, you know it could be a canter. You were just a little less of a wanker. More than half of the time. Thank you so much, Marie Claire. Marie Claire, your legend MC. 